So, hello everyone. Welcome to our weekly cemetery podcast called Can You Dig It? with MonuGrid, where we chat with a variety of industry experts who share their expertise and experiences relating to the cemetery industry. Today, we are chatting with Andrew Senaral. Just a little bit of a, a brief bio on Andrew. Since his brother introduced him to the funeral and cemetery industry in 1997, Andrew has held various managerial positions <clears throat> sorry, in both funeral and cemetery operations. His roles have included operating funeral homes, crematories, cemeteries, and a pet cemetery. His career adventure has taken him across the country to Arizona, Las Vegas, Houston, and now Omaha, Nebraska, where he has embarked on a new adventure as an operations manager for funeral home and crematory in Omaha. He lives in Tumbal, Texas, with his wife, Jill, and three children, Tobin, Jackson, and Ella. So, Andrew, welcome to our Thank podcast. You. Thank you very much. Do you prefer Andrew or Andy? Uh, either one. Andy's fine. Yeah, as long as we yeah. just uh, call you the right thing. Though. <laughs> Whatever. There you go. Um, I'd like to, to actually wish you a Happy New Year. And I don't know if it's too late now to wish somebody Happy New Year, but uh, I know some people say it's, um, it's a little late to do that now. But anyways, Happy New uh -huh. Year, and I hope the best for you in 2022. Thank you. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I see that uh, in your bio, you are, uh, are a certified Harley Davidson mechanic. Yes, sir. That's interesting. That's uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I and, uh, you know, we all have our little hobbies and little things that we like to do. Right. So that's uh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So can you tell us, Andrew, uh, a bit of your background and how you became involved in the funeral and cemetery industry? Well, Right when I graduated high school in 96, um, my brother was working in a funeral home, and he got me involved uh, part-time, just doing whatever is needed. Okay. And um, so I did that for just over a year and then ended up moving to Arizona for motorcycle mechanic school. Nice. <laughs> yes. And then I got different. Right yeah, it was. It was. And then I got right back into the funeral industry when I got there. Okay. And um, I did a lot more inside funeral home stuff for the first five or six years. Um, okay. Death certificates, meeting families and whatnot. And then um, in about 2005, 2006 is when, when my boss needed help out in the cemetery and he found out that I could use a backhoe and, and dig and <laughs> do everything out there. So he, he gave me that job and nice. it's, it's taken me on a, a great adventure. Oh, that's great. Sense. Yeah. That's great. So, no, it's interesting to hear how, how things evolve, right? It's uh, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I've gone through a lot of things in, in my life as well that you don't expect, you know? So, um, yeah. I actually started life as uh, being a professional musician, but uh, here I am today. Um, <laughs> who, who would have known that I would have worked in the death care industry in some way, shape or form, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, that's very cool. That's very cool. So in your opinion, how has the cemetery and funeral industry changed over the years? Like since you started? Since I started, um, I believe the cemetery and funeral industry has changed uh, in the way of more cremation, yeah. 
Uh, it's I know it's it's a it's a big thing, and I mean, I embrace the cremation part just as much as the traditional funeral. I mean, it's 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 going to be a way of life. Yeah. And, uh, I know in the cemetery aspect of it, it's it's changed, but it hasn't. I mean, we still do the same exact stuff as we would as a regular burial, and sure, um, it's just. I think it's just the convenience of it yeah. now. So, yeah. has has COVID changed a lot of things for you guys? Uh, COVID has, and it's. Uh, I believe it's it's scared a lot of people. I mean, we've ever since the COVID started, we we ended up um, we had to cut down on the size of services and the size yeah. of the people that could could attend. And I, I mean, that's that took a big hit on, on everybody. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and so many people were affected by it, right? We've Absolutely. had, you know, we've had close, close family members in our family that have passed. And unfortunately you, you couldn't have the, the, the same services that you've had in the past, you know, very limited. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, that's happened, you know, but yes. what can you do? Um, yeah. You've worked in many uh, cities across the country, in Phoenix, in Las Vegas, in Houston, and now in Omaha. Um, is the workplace environment the same no matter which city you work in, or are there differences depending on the community? It's, um, I believe it's a little different in each each place. Um, the more... The more you head east, I believe you you, you stay with your traditional funerals. Um, okay. Traditional suit and tie people show up in suit and ties for a yeah. funeral. Uh, it's more, I believe, it's getting more relaxed as you go west. So okay, that's, that's the biggest difference I've noticed. Um, it's just. It, it's just a, like a culture change. Culture. Yeah, yeah, things change and evolve. And you're right. You know, you mentioned. Uh, cremations uh, more and more there's there's the switch going from from one to another right and uh, yes um, you know we're, we're involved in a lot of projects and um, it, with cemeteries and there's more cremation gardens that are being created now versus you know the conventional way of casket yeah. right so yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool um a funny question here if if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18 year old self what would you tell him? What would your 18-year-old self think about your career today? Well, if I could turn back time and, and talk to my 18-year-old self, I would tell <laughs> him. I would tell him to to listen to the the older generation more, and right. and because they just have such a wealth of knowledge going going back, and that's it. That's my thing. Is if if I pay attention more and just learn, learn yeah. every day. So. Yeah. And, you know, in speaking with a lot of people in the industry, you know, it's, um, there's great career paths, you know, on, yes. in the death care industry. Unfortunately, that's something that will never go away. Right. That right. and taxes apparently, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, there's some great, great, uh, great careers that can be had. Uh, so, and and you are definitely a man who cares about the, your work. What has been the most fulfilling experience to date, and did it influence how you deliver services to grieving families? Uh, my my greatest accomplishment is is actually just gaining 
all my knowledge and uh, just helping families and yeah. to to see people's faces at funerals. I mean, you got to have the heart to be in this job. Yeah, absolutely. And to to have a family go away with almost almost a a sense of peace on their face. I believe that is oh, that's, that's my most. Uh, biggest feeling is your big your takeaway from that yeah no yes. that's great and 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 you're right you know it's it's a tough time for everybody you know and yes and uh, you know we need people like yourself who who understand right and yep. uh, that's great that's great uh, where is your favorite cemetery and my why favorite is it my favorite cemetery is in Houston Texas it's uh called it's called Glenwood Cemetery okay and it's just beautiful. Um, right when you drive in, it's like driving into a different world. Is that right, eh? Just the monuments and the rolling hills. Right. Um, it's it's like serene. It's uh, there's a lot. There's there's quite a few famous people buried there. And, Is that right, eh? Yeah. Um, so it's just the monuments yeah, i'm a big monument person when i go out on vacations i mean i i drive through cemeteries and so <laughs> yeah so you know, more yeah and that and that's cool because more and more you know i i read you know through uh linkedin or through instagram or or, or twitter uh, a lot of people do that and they visit yeah. different cemeteries you know they they yeah. that that's very cool that's very cool yeah um so what what is the funniest thing that uh, would have happened to you on the job in the death care industry? <laughs> um, I've I've met a lot of um, famous people. Um, yeah, I, I've I've buried a, a couple famous people in my time. I mean, I don't know if I really have the a funny. Right. I mean, it's just it's it's just all been i mean i guess the funny times are, are working with my guys and and all the my the crews that i've had over the years and yeah and just being able to to grow with them and good stuff and meet their families and, and just yeah. have fun with them that's cool that's very cool um if you have to choose which part of your job generates the most satisfaction in working in the in this industry um i think the most satisfaction i get is is the sense the sense of accomplishment the yeah. sense of, of of the family going away happy and not yeah not not feeling like they've been taken not feeling like they've they bought something wrong. yeah 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 it, they're they're not there to be serviced but they're there to be you know, look after and, and their needs. And that's, that's great. That's great yes. to, to have. Um, the internet is full of memes, right? So one memes asks, would you sleep overnight in the cemetery? <laughs> and that's a funny one. Cause I, I have. And oh, you have. Okay. Yes. But back in the early two thousands in Phoenix, we, we set up the, uh, the traveling Vietnam veteran wall. Okay. And it was such a such a great experience, and um, we had to have security overnight every night that it was there. So I, I think I spent three to four days there <laughs> overnight, just well, wow. yeah, being security for it. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, I guess you don't feel alone. <laughs> no, it, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you're you're braver than I am. I I don't know. I'm a little. Bit <laughs> but anyways, um, and and the other thing too is uh, what's fascinating is that more and more you're seeing pet cemeteries come up, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, you know that's that's different in the past. I mean, until I started getting involved in this industry, uh, I had never heard that there were pet cemeteries, and uh, yeah. I guess it's become more popular, isn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, I I operated a pet cemetery in Sun City, Arizona, and it was I believe it's like three acre cemetery. Wow! And we we treated it just just like we did a regular cemetery. Um, we had a oh, little people. pet we had a little pet funeral home actually on the location. So no kidding, eh? Yeah, so people wow. could come in and and view their animals before we take them out and. Some people get really attached right and i mean oh, we we've all been there done that right i'm sure yeah. that in some part of our lives right we uh, we have a pet and you you really get attached to them yes it's, it's crazy um in august 2017 were you affected by the hurricane harvey yes i, I um i worked at uh, forest park east on the south south side of houston and we were devastated by harvey um, wow it it came it ravaged Houston and it it was about four feet of water inside the shop. Wow. Um, the whole cemetery was flooded. The the funeral home took on water. It and it it That's took crazy. us about a year to get really back to normal. Back to normal, wow. Um and once the once the floodwaters went down, it, it took us about about 10 days before we could even have to, to start doing burials again. Is that right? Andy? So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and unfortunately, you know, the U S they, they, you guys get hit by a, you know, either tornadoes or hurricanes up here in Canada, we have to deal with frigid weather and, and, and snow and, uh, you know, our summers are very short, but, uh, <laughs> but we don't, you know, we don't, necessarily get nailed with with some of these uh, events that you guys go through but that's crazy yeah. um we uh, so you know with monogrid i want to thank you for being such a great supporter of monogrid and and, and working with our with our solutions and we regularly install uh, instruct monument installers and restoration companies on how to use monogrid and you have used monogrid successfully for years now and can you give our our listeners some of the best practices when installing or resetting a monument or a marker with monogrid? Uh, the best practices I, I've noticed is is just to to use monogrid to the fullest. I mean, if it's a, a larger monument, you tear it up like like you said, and, yeah. and just the levelness. Make sure everything is plumb level when you when you right. go to put the ba base on. Um, the best thing that I love about Monugrid is, you know, I've, I've, I've sent you pictures and yep. weights of monuments and yep. you, you will send me back a, a sketch on how I can yep. successfully install it without, without any issues. Yeah. And that's what we love to do, right? We love to work with our clients and some of the challenges I know we've done, especially in Texas, you guys are dealing with clay and we've given, you know, different options as to how to install 
something very heavy with MonuGrid uh, reducing or eliminating all of the piles and the concrete piles that you've done. And and that's what's that's what's fun and that's what we enjoy doing and we support our clients in that regard by giving them you know uh, cross section drawings and, and stuff like that how to do it and uh, we really appreciate uh, you know what you've done with MonuGrid so far and we love working with you. Um, Absolutely, thank you. Um, so one last question, if you don't mind, what would uh, what would you want your epitaph to read? I think I'd want to say that. I've tried my hardest just to just to be the best person I could be. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, and and you know what, Andy, it's been a real pleasure working with you. And um, you know, I wish you the best in your career moving forward. And um, you know, I, we're always going to keep in touch. That's for sure. And um, you know, hopefully one day we'll meet uh, maybe at a show somewhere if uh, COVID can. Um, let us out of our country yeah. <laughs> and let exactly. us uh, travel again. It'd be great to. Uh, I know we had started doing some some training for uh, for MonuGrid, and we went down to Houston, I believe. I'm not sure if you were attended there. It wasn't me that was doing the training, but right after that, COVID started, so we all of our plans to do Dallas and and whatnot got canceled. But it, yeah, time flies, right? That's uh, two years ago, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I attended uh, the one, the first Monument one you've done. You did in Houston, and yeah, and that would have been Jonathan there. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great, great. Well, I really want to thank you again for your time. It's it's really appreciated. Um, you know, we we enjoy doing this, and we enjoy speaking to people in the industry. We hear all kinds of different ways and different stories, and. Uh, and uh, I appreciate how you look after your your families, and and I want to thank you again, Andy. And um, absolutely, thank you. I appreciate. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, and uh, keep in touch. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thank you. You too.